Today on Locked on A's, we're going to be talking about the A's draft. How did they do? Who did they get? How excited is Jason Burke after this draft? Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 427 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I'm doing a general overview of the A's draft First, we're going to be talking about the guys from the first day, then some standouts, and then finish up with some just overall thoughts of the A's strategy in this draft. But uh, before I get into anything, thank you guys so much for making Lockdown A's your first lesson of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. Uh, follow us on social media at Lockdown A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys want to send us a, a mailbag question or participate in how the show is kind of run, Make sure to follow us in our Twitter community. It's at Locked on A's on Twitter. Just type that in. Twitter community is right there. I tweet about it all the time, too. So uh, look look through the tweets. It's there. There's like 24 of us. It's a great time. Um, also, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel because uh, video is coming back very shortly. But let's get into the episode. First things first, the A's first overall pick. Not overall in the draft, but their first pick. At 19 overall was Daniel Susak. He is a catcher, and his if you if you know the Susak name, it's because his uh, his older brother Daniel was actually drafted by the Giants in the second round of the 2011 draft. And for no apparent reason, this reminds me a lot of the Tucker brothers, uh, with Preston being drafted by the Astros and uh, you know being okay at being a big leaguer. And then the Astros took his younger brother Kyle, who turned into Kyle Tucker. A's nemesis. So uh, hopefully that th- this is what's going on here is uh, what w- Daniel Susak is going to be Kyle Tucker for the A's. And I don't think that he's going to be, you know, as good as Kyle Tucker because one, he's a catcher. Catchers aren't expected to hit it as well, but maybe he could be overall as good as Kyle Tucker. A little bit more focus on defense maybe. Um, but, you know, wishful thinking. That's just where my mind keeps going is, hey, this guy was here, you know, well before his brother, and then his brother came and was like, hey, I'm better. So that's what I'm hoping for is better than Preston Tucker, better than Andrew Susek. That's what we're going for here. And I'll get into a little bit more about, you know, his profile here in just a second. But uh, he was apparently already playing travel ball uh, back, you know, in high school with Tyler Soderstrom, who the A's took in 2020 as a catcher in the first round. And the two guys are friends. This is all according to The Athletic. Uh, obviously, Melissa Locker does all of the athletic stuff for the A's. Uh, Steve Berman throws one in every now and then. But Melissa Lockard, if it's uh, A's prospect talk, it's her. And uh, give her a follow at Melissa Lockard on Twitter. She's amazing. Uh, but that that has to bode well for the A's moving forward because Susak is likely taking over the catching duties from Soderstrom before very long. I assume that they're going to be on the same team before too long, unless they want to start out Daniel Susak over in Stockton. But you would assume that he's a college guy. He could be ready by now to just step right into Lansing at, you know, high A 
and go from there. Uh, going back to his profile, though, Keith Law deemed this pick fairly safe by the A's. This is a safe pick by the Oakland A's. Um, he did say that he is a much better defensive catcher and a much better thrower than, uh, I don't even know the guy's first name, the, the top catcher in the draft, Parada, that, who the uh, the Mets took. But his hit tool is a, a lot further behind Parada, so that is why the other guy was deemed the better catcher. But overall, all-encompassing, Keith Law said that they're actually fairly similar players overall on the grand scheme. So the A's got their guy a few picks later. Let's see who ends up having a better career. That's what I'm... That's what I'm looking for here, but uh, that with this pick being fairly safe, according to Keith Law, uh, that means that there isn't a ton of projectability on Suzak. He, he doesn't have a lot of room to grow. He's kind of who he is, and uh, he's not going to be a much better hitter. He's not going to hit for a ton more power, but you know, you kind of have an idea of what you're getting with him. Uh, his floor, I assume, is fairly high. If he's you know a safe pick, that means high floor to me. Uh, when high floor means... Uh, that's like the lowest he could be is this thing. And that would be, I assume, like backup catcher in the big leagues. It's like his floor. And that's a pretty solid pick. Maybe he's a, a quad A guy, but nice floor is what I'm going with here. But maybe his ceiling isn't quite as high as well. So that's why this is a safe pick, quote unquote, by the A's. Uh, they seem to be very excited about him. Think that he can do very good things behind the dish, very good things with the bat. So Hey, we'll see. It's all about development at this time because he's already in the system. Let's see what he can develop into. Um, my guess is that he'll reach the majors and he'll be fine. You know, he'll be all right. Maybe not a star, but he's going to be a solid catcher. And that's not bad. If you get major league players out of your draft, you had a good draft. Doesn't matter if they're, you know, Mike Trout. I mean, it helps if they're Mike Trout. But uh, overall, the Mariners drafting has been terrible outside of Mike Trout. So they got one. But they've sucked everywhere else. But uh, that's beside the point. That's the impression that I've gotten on Daniel Susak, um, just in the reading that I've done up on him since this ace draft pick. But the ace second pick is much further from a sure thing. His floor is a lot lower, but his ceiling is a lot higher. And he's also one of the more tantalizing draftees from this week. Henry Bolt, who no relation to Sky Bolt, I believe, so that bodes well. Sorry, Sky. <laughs> also, a uh, quick recovery, Sky. But uh, Henry Bolt, no relation, is a high school outfielder, and this is the type of guy the A's need more of in their system. The athletic says that he has power and speed, and if it all comes together, Keith Law is saying that he could be a potential 30-30 guy. 30 homers, 30 stolen bases. That's the kind of guy you're looking for. That's a superstar-level talent that the A's could have, may have drafted in the second round. Uh, of this draft, and that's awesome. I am here for that. Uh, that is a major league star, you guys, and the A's have not had many of those in recent years. Uh, Josh Donaldson and Johannes Espedes are like the, the last two I, I, I can think of. I mean, Matt Olson was good. Matt Chapman's been good, but were they like a star? No, I think that, and Donaldson and Cespedes kind of got their stardom once they left Oakland as well, but a 30-30 guy would definitely put the A's back on the map, so I think that, uh, you know, it could be could be a nice pick for the green and gold. He's got the tools. He's got a huge ceiling. And now it's just a matter of two things. One is, can the A's sign him? Uh, he's a high school kid, so college is an option. He is committed to Texas, I believe. Um, and the A's seem to think that they can meet his asking price. So that is why they took him. We have seen it when the A's think they can sign somebody. And 
do and then they go and play college football and then they go play in the nfl so do you trust the track record not necessarily but they seem to be confident maybe they hopefully they learn their lesson from the whole kyler murray shenanigans and uh you know maybe they can sign bolts that that's the hope the other thing here is can the a's develop him into a star he might have the tools to just go out and be pretty good but can he reach his full potential with the A's development process that is the other question right here and that is always the million dollar question when it comes to the draft so uh I guess we have to just wait and see and you know really overanalyze every swing he ever takes in the minor leagues uh but moving on the last guy that the A's took on the first day is Clark Elliott another outfielder but he's from Michigan uh University and so signability should not be as big of an issue for this guy uh, Elliott's power reportedly ticked up significantly this season, and he also had a three-homer game in Lansing where the A's affiliate plays, so we know he can hit the ball out of minor league parks. He's got legit power as of late, so that's nice. And the read that I'm getting here is that there's still some growing left to do at the plate, which could turn this into a very, very solid pick by the Oakland A's. Um, if he still has some projectability left, that's great. That's what you want from these higher round picks. You don't want a, a finished product necessarily, which Daniel Susak is. He's probably going to be in the majors in you know three or four years. But uh, a guy like Elliot right here, maybe he turns into a big slugger. Maybe he, maybe there's more there that we haven't seen just yet. And so that's that's the exciting part. That's the tantalizing part of the draft. Uh, Susak seems like a solid pick and likely moves Soderstrom to first base. That's my my read on that. Melissa also wrote that. I didn't get to tweet it out before she wrote it, but I, I had that as well. So, hey, that's good. Look at us. Thing to like. Uh, Bolt has tons of tools and could be a star, and Elliot may still be reaching his full potential. So we don't necessarily know what kind of player he is yet. At least that's the hope. At least we're hoping that the A's didn't buy high on some fluky power that he ran into a few balls. That's the hope. Uh, so as of right now, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but not a bad first day, I don't think. But uh, coming up on the show, guys that stood out to me, I got a bunch of them. I am very excited about this draft. So uh, ruining the third segment, but screw it. I'm going to get very excited about some guys that I just heard about this week. But first... Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft their perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. And what better way to tell somebody you love them by having a handcrafted piece of jewelry to hand to them and be like, I love you. And hopefully they say it back and they accept your engagement or, you know, I <laughs> still want to be married or whatever. Uh, but you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic flying jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, chips free, and arrives in discreet packaging that will not give away what is inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. 
which NFL stars are moving the betting line the most starting now. It is happening currently. Locked On is giving you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available now on the Locked On NFL Podcast Network, uh, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And with that, welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. If you guys are, Give us a follow. Follow us on social media. Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have a question for us, drop it in the Twitter community. It's at Locked on A's. Uh, just, just join the community. There's, there's no barriers. It's like following us on Twitter, but further. <laughs> really prove your commitment to the show. A Blue Nile docker. No. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, the first guy that stood out to me in this draft is Jacob Waters. I assume that I'm saying that right. There's two T's. It's Waters, Jacob Waters, Watters, Jacob Waters, uh, the A's fourth round pick. He is a right-hander out of West Virginia, and prospect and uh, one of the prospect guys that was tweeting about him on Twitter, uh, Aaron Fit tweeted, uh, quote. Agree with Jonathan Mayo of MLB.com on Jacob Waters. Fantastic pick for the A's in round four. One of the best breaking balls in the class when he's got it going. Physical guy with elite arm strength. Put him in the back of the bullpen and tell him to let it rip. He'll stick around a long time. And that is, uh, end quote, that is something that you want to hear from a fourth rounder. He's got a really good pitch, one of the best in the class. The A's got him in the fourth round. Love it. Uh, he, if he's in the bullpen, he's going to move faster. Love it. Um, the A's can find some arms. I like this pick. And I, I'm i a little bit more wary of the A's developing position players, which is why I like it when they draft them earlier, because they have more talent. But uh, they take any pitcher. I'm like, oh, they see something in this guy. They're, he's going to be great. And... Waters could be great. Let's see. Let's see what he does with that breaking ball, that elite breaking ball. But uh, next up on my list is Jack Perkins, or Jackson Perkins, as he goes by on Twitter. Uh, the A's fifth rounder can touch the upper 90s, according to Locked On Guardians host and Draft Town Jeff Ellis, who I worked with at the old uh, scout.com. I've known him for a while. He's usually right about things. He... I'm, <laughs> This is a radar gun rating, so I hope he's right on this one. (laughs) But hitting the upper 90s, that is great. Not a lot of guys throw gas for the A's, so I love this pick. That's that's all I got on him. He throws gas. Love it. Uh, The hitter that really caught my eye is Colby Thomas, who the A's drafted in the third round. And according to Mason McRae, a VCU student who uh, had some thoughts about Colby Thomas, Thomas has elite power and... I'm basing this off of a college student's tweet, but I assume that they're right because they got retweeted by everybody. Uh, But he had nine batted balls of over 110 miles per hour, which is exactly what you want to hear about draft prospects because you do not luck into hitting a ball 110 miles an hour. Um, I believe 108 is considered elite, so if you can hit it consistently at 108, you're elite. That's really good. Uh, he also went on to tweet at the Locked On Ace uh, that he also had one of the balls went 116. That is John Carlo Stanton level exit velocity. 
Stanton hits it like 118, but still, 116, that's really, really good. You want to see that. That is a genuine skill, and it means he can demolish some baseballs when he connects. Uh, the one caveat here is that he has some swing decision issues and will chase some balls out of the zone. He can he can handle balls in the zone. Whatever is thrown in the zone, he's good at. Uh, but he, he does have the... He does chase, and that's why, you know, maybe he fell to the third round, but the A's have him. Let's see what he's got. He's going to be a work in progress, but that, that upside is tantalizing. If he can, maybe he's Joey Gallo. I don't know if he's that good defensively, but hey, maybe he's Joey Gallo, and when he runs into him, he runs into him, yay. And he has, he shines brightly for a few seasons, and then he goes to New York. <laughs> and just disappears off the face of the earth. But I'm excited about Colby Thomas. Uh, the last guy that caught my eye is Christian Opor, a lefty out of Columbus High School. He was an outfielder for most of his high school career, but on the mound, he's been in sitting at 89 to 93 with a good life on his pitch. The Astros, Padres, and White Sox were also interested in this guy. And, I mean, the Padres and Astros know something about pitching. The White Sox usually sign their pitchers and then DFA them, <coughs> Dallas Keuchel, who also got DFA'd by the Diamondbacks, so maybe they just DFA'd him too late. I don't know. Anyways, Jeff Ellis, again, of Lockdown Guardians and Prospect Down, uh, he said that Opor has the present stuff that a pitching coordinator would love to get the chance to work with. I don't know about you, but the A's have some good pitching guys. They, they know how to teach pitching. And pitching, not throwing. Pitching. They can teach pitching. This guy is... Just a, a fresh ball of clay for them to work with. I'm very excited to see what masterpiece they draw. <sighs> I, I went with clay and then said draw. That was a Jason. You could edit this, Jason, but you're not going to. Anyways, what I'm seeing here is a guy that just has really started, ju just started pitching and has already worked his way to getting drafted. And so that's solid. He's, you know, he wasn't a, a first rounder by any means, but, you know, not, not terrible. I think it was ninth round. Not terrible. And other teams were interested in seeing what they could do with him. So that's also a feather in the A's cap, I would say. Uh, Opor is inexperienced, of course. But if there's one thing that I trust the A's to do, it's to churn out pitching. And he'll probably take a little bit more time to work his way up the ladder since he's a high school kid and relatively inexperienced. But I think that he could probably make it up the ladder and become like a some, a really solid pitcher for the A's a little bit down the line. It may take a few years. It may take four or five, maybe even six years for him to really reach that potential. But uh, I think that he's a solid guy that the A's drafted a little bit later than some of the other guys that I was excited about. So uh, those are the guys that have caught my eye. Uh, if there's a guy that caught your eye that I did not talk about, or you're a minor leaguer that we have followed and they're now listening to who stood out to me, uh, tweet at us. Let me know who I missed. Who else should I be excited about from the A's draft? Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys in this segment. Coming up on the show, I got my thoughts on the A's draft strategy overall. I liked it. Um, spoiler alert. I liked it, but uh, but first, I gotta tell you guys a little bit about our friends over at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treat meant treat 
because it's a treat. It tastes like a candy bar. Remember that? That's right, that coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's fluffy like a cloud of chocolate brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen here. They are good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com and make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast, but because they taste amazing, all built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to give us a five-star review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, doesn't matter. If you can leave us a review, do it. Five stars, please. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> I'm getting sassy. It's almost 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Ooh, hump day. Uh, so my thoughts on the A's draft. Going into the draft, I wanted them to take some flyers on guys. Some guys with high potential, high ceilings that were not necessarily sure things. And we saw that with Bolt. We saw that with Thomas. We saw that with Opor. Those are three guys that I'm like, I don't know what we're going to get out of this guy. But I'm intrigued to find out. And I trust the A's development system enough, I think, to see that, that they should get something out of those picks. And then you got guys like Daniel Suzak going first, who opens up the door to move Tyler Soderstrom over to first, which he's probably going to be better at. I mean, he's not a bad catcher. He's just a work in progress at catcher, and this should help accelerate his development timetable and you know move him along a little bit faster is, hey, just go hit. Just go do that. Just go figure it out. Just go rake. And then you don't have to catch. You don't got to call games. You don't got to be a leader in the clubhouse. Just go hit. Go do your thing. This is what we drafted you for. Go. And I think that that's going to pay dividends. I, I know that uh, the A's already took Tyler Soderstrom two years ago, but now they're kind of unleashing him a little bit more. And so that Daniel Susak pick kind of helped do that. They're also buddies. And you kind of, you know, you saw it with Chad Pinder and uh, – Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, all the guys coming up through the A system at the same time, they all became buddies. And these guys are already buddies. Susek and Soderstrom are already buddies. You, you kind of like to see that. You know, see the core progress at the same level and the same speed. Maybe we're going to see that with these two guys. And, you know, Max Muncy, 2.0, was also promoted today to Lansing. So he could also become part of that friendship group, uh, the best friends forever group of the Oakland days, 2025, let's call it. Um, and so I, I'm excited by this draft because they did take some of those, you know, high ceiling, low floor kind of guys, not high floor, low floor guys that you don't know if it's going to pan out, but the A's have had a lack of those superstar players in recent years. And Josh Donaldson took forever to, to develop. You want to was kind of a flyer that didn't like fall into their laps. But he doesn't come around very often. You got to develop some of these guys every now and then. And, you know, I think the Bolt is one of those guys. If he pans out, that's a superstar for the Oakland A's. If he's a 30 30 guy, you don't get a lot of those guys in baseball overall. And for the A's to have one of those along with the rest of the, the group that they've been compiling with Soderstrom and also Zach Geloff and also Max Muncy and also Shea Langoliers 
And, you know, maybe Christian Pache turns it into something. Maybe Kevin Smith turns it around eventually. They've got some guys that could make things interesting. Do they have a superstar farm system like the Orioles have had? Uh, obviously, they've been promoting guys. The Tigers have had a really good farm system, but also they've ran into some injury luck and are also one of the worst teams in baseball. So it's not a sure thing. You, you want to have that little mix, and I think the A's are starting to get some of that mix. They need some more high upside guys, some more top 100 level guys. And uh, I think that we might be starting to get there. Henry Bolt isn't going to be on a top 100 list out of the gate, but maybe in a couple of years, if he starts, you know, showing some real improvement and showing like, Hey, I'm reaching that potential. He's going to be a top 100 guy. So look out for that name. Uh, Opor could be another interesting guy. He might be like a fringy top 100 guy if he starts, you know, hitting his stride, but down the line, could be a guy. We'll see. Uh, who are they going to be getting in the Frankie Montas trade? Interesting trade. Uh, I also sent over a trade proposal over to the Locked On Mariners guys because they're going to be talking about, they're going to accept or reject my trade. See if they want Frankie Montas as badly as the, the offer that I put in. So uh, go, go ahead and listen to them today too. Uh, that's going to be their Thursday episode, I believe. So uh, they're recording at noon today, Thursday. <laughs> so yeah, give that one a shout out. And uh, let them know that I sent you. And uh, be really mean to them in the comments if you listen to it on YouTube. <laughs> but give them five-star reviews. They're fantastic. They're quite lovely people. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the A's did a very good job in this draft of getting guys that they kind of have an idea of who they are. They got some good pitchers, uh, guys that throw hard, guys that have sweepers or sliders or, you know, uh, things that they don't that they've been lacking in the system. So they're... They're building that up a little bit. They got some some high ceiling guys. I'm excited about this draft. And usually I'm not this excited. And it seemed like Twitter was excited about the A's draft. There was a bunch of people that were like, the A's had a pretty good draft. I'm, I'm very intrigued by what they did. And that is not usually what you hear after the A's are done with a draft. And I mean, next year, they're going to have a higher pick. Uh, what is, is it going to be the first pick? Probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh, this is the first year of the draft lottery. And... If A's history has taught me anything, it's that uh, if the A's have a chance to do something, the rules get changed, and then they don't get it. Uh, think of like the 2012 uh, ALDS. They had to play the first two games on the road. They were having a magical season, and they lost the first two games in Detroit. They would have won game one, but it was in Detroit, and it was really cold, and there was a ball hit to the track, and it didn't go out because they were playing in Detroit, not Oakland. Things like that. <laughs> 2020, COVID season. Granted, COVID wasn't necessarily baseball's fault, but uh, that was probably the year that they had the best chance, and uh, it all fell apart because COVID. So, yay. <laughs> so, hey, we'll see. The A's might not get the first pick, but they should have top five, I would imagine, and that would mean more bonus pool money, uh, more access to a top-level talent. Uh, they probably wouldn't waste it on Kumar Rocker. I don't know if that's a waste pick. It just seems like he, they, the Rangers really, really uh, reached for Kumar Rocker, who was projected at like 17 to the Phillies. I don't know if the Phillies had 17, but like way lower. So good times. But uh, anyways, yeah, that's all that I got for you guys today. On the next show, I'll be talking a little bit about something that I had written up for last week. And that is uh, Bet Online had Mark Katze as the next guy to get fired. I don't think that's going to happen. I got some reasons. And then also uh, Elvis Andrews and his contract, because if he gets enough plate appearances, he gets to play for the A's next year too. So how are they going to avoid that? 
I got that coming up for you guys in the next episode. But before I get out of here, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On A's your first listen every day. I already told you guys what's coming up tomorrow. You got Mark Kotze, you got Elvis Andrews, you got Intrigue. Now go make your second lesson Locked On MLB Prospects. If you guys enjoyed this prospect, go listen to Lindsey Crosby because this guy is a prospect encyclopedia. He knows more about the prospects than even I do because I've read about them this week and he's been watching them all season. So uh, his podcast is free and available wherever you'd like to get podcasts. That's the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Go give him a follow on YouTube. Go subscribe. Do, go do the things that you need to do. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.